Welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, presented by Roast House Pub and Idiom Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland, as well as Havoc Brew Supply, the one-stop shop for all of your brewery's needs. Check them out at hophavoc.com. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today we are in beautiful Williamsport, Maryland with the trio of gentlemen from Kushwa Brewing Company. Uh, can you introduce yourselves, gentlemen, so you have a voice to the name? Uh, this is Garrett. This is Scott. This is Marcus. Have you hired any more Garretts since the last time I talked to you? We have not. Okay. Always on the lookout, though. So if there are <laughs> Garretts out there that want to come brew, let me know. So this has kind of become an annual check-in with you guys. I look back, and I think every every year around your anniversary, we have recorded an episode. So That's true. It'd be interesting to go back and listen to all the things we've said through the years. If you go back far enough, I mean, they're not that good right now yet even but if you go back i was really really bad at this like in the, <laughs> in the beginning. i'm sure we I'm like, were equally bad at and i'm not by no means trying to claim i'm good now i'm just they were worse <laughs> back then um so you guys have some exciting news so we're 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 gonna do a comparison of whether people want to listen to bad news or good news uh because last week it seems like Everyone in their world listened to last week's episode about Full Tilt. Uh, so now we have happy news. And what is what do you guys want to talk about? We are actually expanding. Uh, we're going to be opening a tap room, uh, Kushwa Rad Pies tap room in Columbia, um, hopefully sometime this summer. Where at in Columbia? Uh, Dobbin Road. I don't know where that is. <laughs> I don't understand the geography of that part of the state at all, so that's why I just shut up. I don't know. It's Columbia for sure. If I, if I <laughs> didn't have GPS, there is no way I could navigate Columbia because I think every time I've ever gone there, it's like from a different direction, so I have no concept of what exit takes you where and how to get to what. So just put it into your GPS and you'll yeah, find just, it whenever they yeah. open. Yeah. I mean, I, I've driven there five times and I've GPSed every single one. And I couldn't get there on my own right now if you paid me. <laughs> oh, look, there it is. <laughs> uh, so that, I mean, that is, I would, I would guess, strategically very wise. And there's, there's probably not many people. I guess when you have a big release, you're probably drawing some people from out that way. But like that's... That's almost another state. It's it's not that that far, but the way Maryland works, that may as well be another that's, state. That's well, people. That's how people treat us here. That yeah. we're <laughs> we're west of Frederick, so why would anybody go there? Yeah, you got. You have to go over that. You have to crest that slight mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, once you cross the mountain, all bets are off. <laughs> uh, I and I assume that's kind of what the the motivation for that was. Yeah, we wanted it to be far enough away that it doesn't cannibalize business here, you know, but also close enough that we can manage it ourselves and make sure that things are going the way we want them to. Oh, that's a good point, because if you went like all the way to Baltimore, that would be a tremendous pain in the ass to juggle mm-hmm. both, especially since all three of you live here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because it's managing, it's, you know, logistically delivering kegs, you know, cases, uh, I, uh, having employees from here go there if we need to, like it, it, it's from from here to the spot in Columbia. It's just over an hour, um, 
and so and it's you know the drive isn't bad honestly yeah it's straight so 70 yeah i mean you're what maybe a mile from 70 here Mm -hmm. or oh here yeah yeah like we're super close in there I would assume it's close to a highway, but as we've already established, none of us know what Columbia <laughs> is like. It's near 175, <laughs> just a few minutes off. Where, where in this, this, I don't even know why I'm asking, because it actually wouldn't help me at all. <laughs> is it near the mall? Yes. And like I said, I, I still don't know what, if that means anything. I think everything in Columbia is near I mean, the mall, no. right? <laughs> Columbia Ale House is on Dobbin Road, Pub Dog. Um, the stairs down the... We're like five minutes from Black Flag. I th- five minutes? And it's only it's less than a mile from the, where the new Frisco's is. I don't know where that is. Okay. I But I did... The last time I was out there, I drove by Pub Dog. So at least... Same road. All right. But just put it into the GPS. Yeah. Much easier. Absolutely. I'm sure there will be a sign, too. Big sign. <laughs> probably have a more we're th- we're considering getting there. We're considering a sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the t- it's on the table. <laughs> is the Marcus is the holdout? He doesn't think you need one. <laughs> um, so you'll kind of though be replicating what is happening here. What's funny too is it's kind of like the you know, like one of the worst kept secrets in <laughs> in the, in beer nerd community. I mean, I'm sure like the general public doesn't know, but the beer nerds. No, already. I've seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen it posted a few times. That, although yep. almost every time there's at least multiple wrong <laughs> points of what they're saying. You guys wrong are doing. Answers only. That's yeah. kind of. It's kind of funny to watch. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad people are. I mean, it's it's super cool that people are excited about it, it and means care, care enough to yeah to find out and go. I think the first. Uh, somebody saw the posting on the door for, you know, we have to publicly announce that we're applying for a liquor license and someone found that. And and that's kind of how the, all the, the talk started, even though people knew before that too. And I don't, I don't really know how, because I, there were were only a few of us, you know, that had that information, but it's cool. I had an idea of how, but I'm, I'll save it for later. Okay. Um, so you'll be serving your beer in a tap room, but it'll be a full, full-fledged bar. Yeah. That, yep. So you, you'll be able to have that'll be basically anything, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, the focus is always going to be on the beers, but we uh, plan to have a uh, a pretty nice cocktail list as well. Um, and. I guess Kushwa wouldn't be Kushwa without having a Rad Pies in it, so you will also be replicating that. Yeah, the idea is to basically take what we have here and pick it up and put the exact same concept down there. Um, the difference being, it won't be, it won't have the same feel necessarily. It'll be, you know, decorated a little bit differently. Aesthetically, it'll be differently. It'll, it'll be different. Um, no good low murals. Um. I, that's not off the table at all, but we, we definitely want some other, you know, some big art pieces and things like that. Maybe change up the colors. Um, I don't know. We've, we've got some concepts now that we're working through. A lot more comfortable than here. Uh, better having like a lounge area. And there's a couple different, there's two different rooms there. So kind of different themed. Oh, Uh, that's cool. Yeah. There'll be a room for private events there. 
Rad Pies has a kitchen that's twice the size of what it is here, so they intend to do some different things, some sandwiches. Um, I believe they are planning for some New York-style pizza down there as well. I, I heard that they um, make the best pan pizza in the world. Is that accurate? <laughs> That accurate until when? It's accurate, it's accurate for at least month. three more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be renewed. Yeah. They, they gotta go defend their title out in Vegas in a few weeks. And they're they're competing in some different categories this year too. I, I mean you can all yeah, I guess you can't say you I feel like once you win that you can always say you're the I think they best. plan to. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, like those restaurants you go to at the beach that had the best fries in the world in like 1954. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're still holding on to that, yeah. and they should. That's fine. <laughs> so we're doing that too. Oh, I, I just have that scene from uh, Elf running yeah. through my head. World's best coffee. Yeah, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I'm gonna go next door and start yelling that to, and at uh, Rad Pies. <laughs> they'll, they'll love that. <laughs> have you? Um, you didn't originally have this space here, right? The or did office? You, have you always, yeah, the office area that we're in? No. We took this over. Um, <clears throat> this was actually going to be um, potentially going to be a, a cafe, and it wasn't, they had some challenges. It wasn't moving at the pace that they were hoping for it to move, and we um, got it from them and basically just turned it into an office space. The cafe is still coming. It's just going to be in the building Pretty close to where our first spot was. This doesn't seem like a great location for a cafe. There, you know, I, <clears throat> I think it is gonna. I think it's gonna do okay. There, there are like eight or nine thousand people that work on this road. Okay, so it could become like the de facto lunch spot. Yeah, and the yep. coffee or, yep. Yeah, for them. And try to have some like uh, fast turn lunch things for yeah. those people because it's a lot of factories and things like that. So they have a, a set break and they can you know come come in and grab stuff and take off. That makes sense because it would be a pain. <laughs> like the only thing else close would be to Hagerstown, and it, that like is just far enough where it's not probably convenient to go grab lunch there. Yeah, there's or a couple things in Williamsport that they're building out that are actually really cool, but you're right. I mean, once you leave, if it takes you 10 minutes to get there, you've eaten 20 minutes of your break up and um so I think it's going to do okay. You know, we've got there's been talk of other things coming to this complex. We'll we'll see, you know, what what happens. It'd be neat if we could get some more like maybe some retail things and another food option or two here. I I would I would think that between the two breweries here, it, it you draw probably enough people that it almost serves as like an anchor store for mm -hmm. a large shopping center. I think so. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, so Rad Pies is going to be much larger there. So they'll, you said they'll be playing around with other things. Um, I guess everything else is kind of well. You won't be brewing there. Um, which correct. <coughs> Because you have more than uh, you have plenty of capacity here, I assume, right? To be yeah, able we to, mm -hmm. we have a lot of co existing yeah. capacity, but we have a lot of room to grow. You know, yeah. we're fortunate to just have a lot of space. So yeah, because you kind of planned out here to be able to sustain you in like really without having to expand your brewing capacity, right? Or production area, like if you needed more tanks, you have yep. more room for tanks and whatnot. We are going to have more taps down there. 
looking at like uh, 44 or something like that. That's a lot of tabs. They're not always going to be <laughs> always filled, but we want to have options and uh, do some things that we aren't doing here yet, like Nitro might bring uh, some cast beer, beer engine, a lot of cool things from back in the day. I don't understand the infatuation with cask beer. <laughs> I do. I don't know that there is an infatuation <laughs> with cask beer. Well, like people who like it really like it. That's me. It me. I uh, I you, love it. You like warm beer? <laughs> <laughs> sure. It goes down smoothly. <laughs> I also don't know that I've ever had good cask beer. Um, Todd from Goodwood, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I've never been in touch with Chris. Yeah, I that's another. Pl- I really want to go there this year. That one is completely worth going to. That festival is amazing. I would assume anyone who does cask beer that I'm gonna like it would be good word. Yep, Todd Slays. Um, the shilling, dude. I would. It seems like it could be in line with something shilling does, right? Uh, I think they're more like lucre guys. I, I don't know okay. if they have like a beer engine or not. Okay. Yeah, they're more like German style st- stuff, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, there is a, a high probability that I've just never had good cask beer. Well, locally, Blue Jacket, Blue Jacket's always got two or three options on. Um, I don't go to D.C. Oh, well. <laughs> one day we'll kidnap you and force you to go to dc well i mean if you guys are going to have one just make sure you do it right and then we'll do do our best (laughs) (laughs) if if, if you could just put in some effort and then then i could just drive to columbia it's much easier to drive to columbia with the gps on fair enough than it is to get to someplace in dc (laughs) i think i've only gone to blue jacket once and it was because i was going to uh nationals game well this year do you go to snally no i've never been to snally come on man it's in dc i don't go to dc wow even though it is not difficult to get there i still (laughs) in my mind have this idea like i would have to fight people that's a hot take (laughs) (laughs) i i have never (laughs) once claimed to be rational but in my mind Going to D.C. is just this horrendous hassle, so I never do it. It's funny. Well, I've been to D.C. hundreds of times, and I've fought exactly zero people in, <laughs> well, in D.C. I, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> like, not, like, actually have to get into a fight. More like, like, that would just be an obstacle to get there. Like, I don't actually think I would get there and then have to fight people. I could have easily just said, like, there's a moat that I have to cross. Fair enough. Just an abstract difficulty to get there. And in my mind, it's like I have very high anxiety about parking, mm-hmm. even though every time I've ever gone to D.C., I've never had any trouble parking. Yeah. In my mind, it's still like it's one of those things that will be impossible to do. Mm-hmm. That's not completely off base. I feel like parking in D.C. is a huge pain in the ass. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? 
Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So I probably will continue to knock at a Snallygaster. <laughs> <laughs> even, even though everyone tells me how absolutely amazing it is. It is. It's definitely one of the best. It's also, it's always the same week in a something else that I end up doing. Hmm. Maybe so like just have to, the second week of October, somewhere in there, right? I don't know. So I've never been. been. Just trying to jog your memory <laughs> on what might be well, during that. No, time. no, not like not like the same thing every year. Like there always yeah, just yeah. ends up being something. something yes, yeah, something that weekend. Like some yeah. kind of kid. Well, you are popular. Well, no, it's like I have kids. They take up most of my time. Well, maybe we need to charter a bus from Columbia down to there you go. DC for the. Sorry. You start at the uh, new tap room, go to Snally, come back. I safely. mean, I could handle that. Yeah, so I don't have to drive. It's a good idea. I like it. All right, so everyone look out for that. Where, where do they find information about getting those tickets? <laughs> uh, let's just let's just hope. hope. Hopefully, when by the time people hear this, everything's uh, moving forward like it like we wanted to. How um how far along is the build out of there? Not. <laughs> 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 it's but we have our we have a permit, but uh, it's supposed to start here in a couple weeks. Okay, you've de- you've done some demolition and not stuff yet. There. Oh, no, nothing. No, no, everything's gonna. It, it's a pretty blank slate. We're not looking to. Uh, uh, there's an existing bar and everything there, so we're yeah. we're going to modify some things, but it's mostly aesthetic. Because it, it was the original Frisco's, right? I don't know if it was the original, but it was a Frisco's. Okay. Um. So yeah, like, the guts are easily transferable to what you, yeah. you want to do. It's, it's mostly aesthetic, uh, getting furniture yeah, in there, some putting lighting. your own stamp on it. Well, and there's some things that um, have to be updated. You know, when you apply for a new permit. They uh, find all the things that. You're kind of grandfathered in until you do something new. Yeah. And at that point, you got to change. you got a bit of stuff. Here's all the stuff we came up in the la- with in the last 10 years that Absolutely. you now have to meet. That's got to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, we do. We have a start date. We're supposed to start on uh, March twentieth. Okay. So, hopefully, well, two to th- uh, probably three to four months beyond then. Okay. So some some point in the summer is a safe. We're open. Yeah, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. in the world we live in these days, you never know. That's but, true. Like but, one one piece could right. like uh, dancing gnome was held up for months. Because the controller for their lighting system, they, they couldn't, like, it was during the worst of the chip shortage. So they had this whole fancy lighting system that's all centrally controlled, and they couldn't get that board to control it. So, like, them opening that was held up for, because there, there was no way to turn the lights on any right. other. <laughs> Good God. 
So I hope you don't have fancy light. <laughs> Actually, Bluetooth <laughs> controls for the lights was just thrown out to me on Friday. Uh, so I, I, might need to, I might need to look into this. <laughs> Call um, Andrew and see yeah. if he bought two Good of those controllers. See if he's got an extra one laying around. Uh, I, I think that those shortages have kind of uh, curtailed curtailed themselves i think a lot of that stuff is done but there's still random things that'll pop up that all of a sudden you just can't get for a little while and i you know who knows i optimistically i i don't i I mean all of us obviously want it to move forward and i don't think it's going to be a problem but i just when you're opening a new place if you say a date as soon as that date comes you're you're done and then people are like when are you opening and like i don't know and it just becomes this thing and they're excited but it's also like really hard to have that same conversation over and over so summer at least gives you enough of a yeah yeah and we we, you have until what uh when summer ends september that sounds about right you have till september Perfect. We'd, and we'd, then it's late, late. I mean, late summer could fall into October, like Maryland summer. It, exactly. You got told November. Yeah. <laughs> August. I was say, summer, spring. <laughs> Is there uh, any seasons? <laughs> Luckily, we we have a fantastic design team on this. It's a DDB architecture out of uh, Columbia, Tamarazat, and Eli Northern. They uh, have done a ton of work to make sure that all the things that we're doing are off the shelf items. Um, looked into all the lead times everything else so we've done an awful lot of legwork to make sure there's minimal surprises that is really smart it seems like something that would be obvious to do but i bet a lot of design firms don't look at it that way and just like start showing you things and then you get married to how you want to do it and like oh but there's like a six month lead time on this yeah we avoid the the word custom (laughs) Um, yeah, because they're like most construction supplies now aren't crazy constrained like they were, what a year ago or so. Yeah, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. We don't have any garage doors coming that held up my house for a while. <laughs> they, they took like nine months <laughs> that, to get garage uh, doors. I remember several places complaining about that, like they had to just figure out something before they open because they they had planned on having a large garage door and they couldn't get it it's part of the reason we do plan to put a uh, deck there at some point to have a big outdoor area but in order that was one of the things that could really hold up getting open so we decided to phase two that so we're going to get open. Like the, how long it would take to build the deck uh, or the it, permitting is more complicated? It's more, more of the permitting. You start going outdoors, there's different things that come into play. So okay. we're just going to phase two that and uh, get open and then get that set up. There, now actually I can't remember hearing anything, whether or not that county is friendly or hard to open stuff in. We haven't had any problems. I mean, getting so we're already through, we're already through the permitting, so at this point, it's uh, just waiting. For just a matter of getting done. it all done. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you'll be you'll be off. You'll have guest taps too there, right? Not not just all Kushwa beer. That's the plan. Yes. That'll make it a lot easier to f- fill forty some different taps. <laughs> might be, might be difficult for you to keep <laughs> keep all those running with just Kushwa beers. Right, well, we plan to uh, keep a few things on all the time so that you know that you always can get you know the core beers yeah. and a few other styles. And the taps would be kind of... Uh, so like Kush. Yeah, and, of course. And, you know, uh, 
pin, the Pilsner. What's in it? Pure, Pure Pils. Yeah, that's it. I love that beer. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah. good. So is the what's the Col- I can I never remember. Colchwa. That's it. Formerly Colchman. Same thing. Cali Kush. And Face Chop. Those will always be on. And then some other certain styles probably put, you know, Tenius Pawn on our brown ale at all times. Um, I don't I, like brown owls either. All hype all the time. <laughs> I just said I love your Pilsner and your Kolsch, or are those hype beers? No, they're, they're becoming hypeier. <laughs> doesn't like brown ales. Doesn't like cask beer. I mean, that those two things are perfectly in line. Yeah. I, I, so maybe I do just don't like them. Because I'm sure at some point I've had to have tried a good brown ale. Maybe. I would think. I don't know. You, you drink a lot of beer. I would assume. I don't the know. odds are. I mean, there's not a lot of that stuff out there. You know, like, well, I don't know. No, you, that's an accurate statement. There's it ex- not a lot. Right. It exists, but it's, you know, when you go to a festival, how many people are pouring brown ale? You know, because no one, most people don't care about it. Yeah. Um, that stuff's coming back a little bit, though. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a brown ale at, like, a, maybe at, like, the Maryland Craft Beer Festival, yeah, like that. There's those types of festivals. There's yes. much more yep. likely to have a brown ale at, but like all the ones put on by breweries. You're, I don't, yeah, I don't think you're. It's rare to see anything other than hazy IPAs, maybe some pastry stouts and some heavily fruited yep. sours, and then there'll be a couple token lager breweries. Yeah, we always at usually this point, good word resident culture or shilling. Yeah. Yeah, at this point we we try to take something easy drinking to most festivals. Take you know two like hypey things and one lager, one hypey thing and a lager. People people are pumped that there are those available. You know they they get excited. Lagers definitely making a comeback. I I mean I absolutely love pilsners. I had a resident culture pilsner at uh, Old Mother last night. Oh nice. Oh yeah, they just came to Maryland. Like resident yeah, culture, yeah. like just like within the last two months, started sending beer up here. Yeah, I imagine it'll be like the a lot of the other ones where it's like every couple of months mm-hmm. there'll be a drop of their beer here. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll just be pulse drops. So, <clears throat> what was the? I don't know if you. It's kind of a rebranding, I guess, of all your core beers, but, but like. Repackaging, relabeling it. What was the motivation behind that? Beer market's just changing. You know, the last six years have been. You know, we just we just turned six in January, and it's it's been it's been a pretty wild ride. And there's been a lot of changes. I mean, there's COVID stuff, but even outside of that, just yeah. the the things that happened because of the way that COVID played out um, that are not directly caused by COVID, but maybe indirectly um you know it's we we've grown a lot and um we are we do really well at at home base here we have a lot of local loyal fans and um which is awesome um but we also maryland's kind of a strange beer state you know like geographically you know it's like you mentioned earlier like once you cross the mountains it's a it's a different place well once you cross the bay it's also a yeah. different place it's like almost the triangle of frederick dc and baltimore mm-hmm. 
are like one place exactly. and then everywhere else are different yep. places. Yeah. So we've, we kind of found through the last few years that, um, there were so many people that didn't know we existed. And so to reach those people, um, we just kind of re yeah, I mean, we call it a rebrand, you know, picked five of our beers that we feel like fill different, um, you know, niches and, um, made labels to look the same and would look good on shelves and stand out and have like their own feel Um, easily recognizable as a Kushwa beer. Yeah. And they're pretty basic labels, honestly, because I think what happened with labels is everybody went crazy with them and they all look so drastically different, which was cool. I mean, there's a lot of nice artwork out there, but sometimes it's hard to tell who made what when you're standing in a, a bottle shop or a liquor store, even, we work in it and I walk around, I'm like, I have no idea like who half these, you know, beers are from. So we just wanted to put basically five core beers out with, um, similar labels, um, and just get them out, you know, in as much of the state as possible just to, you know, for brand recognition. So why, uh, 12 ounce cans, Maryland's 12 ounce beer state. Apparently we, you know, we, we never thought we'd put beer in 12 ounce cans and the market, you know, the, the distro market specifically, I'm not going to say they forced our hand, but they, it's kind of had to. There's uh, hundreds of stores that will not carry anything but 12 ounce beer, either because of the way that their display shelves are or just what their customer base wants. That is kind of the pain in the ass of like being a craft beer drinker is that everything is made for 12 ounce cans. Like if you buy a beer specific fridge, the shelves are spaced perfectly for 12 ounce cans. And then if you rearrange them so that they can accommodate 16 ounce cans, there's then like a half a can width above it. It doesn't. Yeah. The logistical part of that was, it was like, we didn't, we don't have a heavy distro background. You know, we were so small for three years and then we were just here. Um, and the places that wanted our beer for the longest time were really heavily focused on craft beer and had a clientele that, you know, just expected 16 ounce cans. I mean, I, I, I don't know, like I've never been a person that cared what size, you know, package my beer comes in. I just want well, really good beer. I think it's just kind of like a, I don't know what the right term would be, but it's just that like craft breweries started you just from the beginning. For some reason, someone chose 16 out cans. So that became the package that your premium best beers mm-hmm. came in. And then it was your macro beers were in 12-ounce cans. And then a few mm-hmm. craft breweries that got into canning really early were still in 12-ounce. So I, I think it just like the craft beer nerd just subconsciously associated good beer with a 16-ounce can. Yeah. Kind of like how the switch from bottles mm-hmm. to cans took forever because we were taught that right. – if you drank beer from a can, it tasted like aluminum. Beer was supposed to be in a bottle. It tastes better. And yep. so I think I think Oscar Blues was the first big brewery to, to yeah. can, you know, and they were 12s. Um, I think the 16s started, like, New England, Northeast, I, I think. I, I don't really know who, who kicked off 16-ounce cans. Yeah, I don't know who started, but those are definitely 
probably the first 16 ounce cans I had were like heady topper or yeah. What, um, a sip of sunshine or Mm -hmm. like those first like sought after one sip was always in bombers. Like when they first, first started making it, it was all, it was all in 22s. Okay. Like before he expanded and was contra and and started contract brewing it, it was literally all in, in 22s. Someone just gave me this trivia over the weekend. So I'll give it to you. So by package number, what do you think the number one selling beer in California is? So like a six pack would count as one package. A case would count as one package. A package number in, in California? Yeah. I would have guessed uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That would, that's probably the volume, by volume the highest, or maybe something fi- from Firestone Walker. Ballast Point? No. Nah. Pliny the Elder? No shit. Because it's all sold as a single bottle. Oh, uh, got it. Huh. That that makes sense. I didn't realize they were making that much of it to even with like a single package. Yeah. That's why you figure like a lot of the high volume <laughs> stuff's mainly sold right. as like a thirty yeah. pack, which only counts as a one yeah, yeah. one package. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh, stupid trivia. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool though. Um and they're in sixteen ounce cans now. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. The I think they started that during COVID. I haven't when because weren't bottles. I think bottles were really hard to get, like even harder than sixteen ounce cans at I one point. We don't bottle. Mm. I mean, we bottle like stouts, but we don't. We don't have yeah, like bottle. Yeah. yeah. So, like, no, but I, I think that was true. I mean, it was uh, even just a little amount of bottles that we do get. We used to have those matte black ones, and they were months it would yeah. take to get them. I I mean, I know McClintock couldn't use their regular bottle for a while. They had to just pick ones that they were okay with that were available wow so i why well, took us on a tangent what were we talking about <laughs> oh 12 ounce cans so i mean i think that's what it was like it's yeah. just that <clears throat> new new england breweries which were the sought after beers mm-hmm. you couldn't get were in 16 ounce cans so that just caused the yeah. subliminal thought that like Good craft beer comes in a 16-ounce can. Well, yeah. our limited stuff still pretty much is in 16-ounce cans, and there's really no plan to change that. Yeah. Um, well, I think it just is, like, anyone who, like, is a huge craft beer fan, including the people found found breweries, live in that kind of, like, confirmation bias bubble. Right. And then forget that, like, that's only a small amount of people who drink beer. Yes. And then, like... Normal people like twelve ounce cans of mm-hmm. stuff that absolutely. Well, we f- we fought it for a while. I mean, we, you know, we we had to change. We have to change the setup on our canning line. Not that that's yeah. incredibly challenging, but it is. It adds to the day. Um, you know, have to stock a separate package. Um, there there are some logistical things that yeah. it changed for us. Well, um, yeah, it gets you more after. You have to be more purpose purposeful of when you're scheduling mm-hmm. things so that you have a whole day of twelve ounce canning right. and. We try cool. to, yeah. The you know the changeover process, you know, could it, it's twenty-ish minutes or so, you know. Yeah. But you I definitely like doing it midday. Just it's just an extra thing, yeah. you know. Well, because um, it it adds in all because I mean you have everything dialed in exactly, and then you're changing up everything. Yep. So can, yeah. You know, and it 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 um, it's just another chance to um, for something to happen and and you know have an issue. 
but we do it and it's, it's going well for us. And, um, you know, we, we've definitely, um, opened up a lot of new accounts that didn't have our beer before. Um, so it's fine. Great beer starts with great ingredients at Havoc Brewing Supply. They offer a wide selection of premium hops, fruit purees, malt, cleaning supplies, and more. Their family-owned business is dedicated to helping you create the perfect beer. Havoc offers flexible contracts, lightning-fast shipping, and unrivaled customer service. Join the Havoc Brewing Supply family and elevate your brewing game. Shop small, brew big, grow together. Visit HavocBrewingSupply.com today to learn more. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. Would you say that like for it it's kind of just for the longest time craft breweries didn't have to necessarily worry about attracting the normal beer drinker that the like but now that the like competition and beer and just alcohol trends in general have mm-hmm. made it where now craft breweries have to try to tap into that normal beer drinker instead of just the craft beer fan i do i i think you know i i think a lot of things converge to put to to you know put us where we are right now so you know um obviously like COVID happened um when tap rooms were shut down people that never distroed moved to distro because they had to move product somewhere so we ended up you know we'll just use maryland as an example we have a lot of beer in maryland that was never destined to be here but it's here now breweries opened up a new market Um, so you, you know, shelf space becomes more competitive. Um, we all kind of, a lot of us grew about the same time. So we, people went from like a three barrel system to a 10 or a five to a 15 or, you know, because there's a ton of breweries in that five to like eight year old range. Exactly. So it, it, you know, it went from, wow, we can just, you know, I don't know, like, Whatever we make is going to sell. Yeah, exactly. Like 10x our production, and we're just going to blow this thing out, and it's going to be amazing. And we all were doing the same thing. Yeah. So it just it led to a, a, a huge increase in volume from a lot of existing craft breweries. And, of course, there are more coming, you know, that more have opened, more continue to open. So, yeah, I, I think we've definitely, <clears throat> we've definitely come to a point where craft beer is a lot, lot more competitive than it was, you know, beer in general, but um, craft specifically. And um, it's created um, opportunities and challenges. And, you know, ours is, is that we, um, we just, we want our name to be better known, especially in our own state. So, you know, the, the core stuff is a way to do that. And then opening then a second tap room. So we don't have to, um, it gives us a little more control over our, our business, you know, keep more in house. Well, yeah, cause you're still controlling the tank to tap mm-hmm. on that side of the state. Right. What, instead of having to worry about making sure that mm-hmm. a, a bar or restaurant is taking as much right. care 
in your product as you you would. Yeah. Well, it, it puts us in a, a really good, like it's, I think once we have Columbia open, as far as our business is concerned and the, the amount that we produce, it puts us in, in a sweet spot. We get to, you know, um, retain a lot of what we make and serve in house. And then what we have left over, we probably can actually pull some beer potentially out of other markets and really focus on Maryland and DC and build this state, our home base out a little bit better. Um, and it makes, it makes our business run more efficiently and it makes Scott's life a whole lot easier, <laughs> which he deserves because he's been working really hard to move, yeah. you know, uh, extra, extra quote unquote, extra beer. Have other than like just related to a, a festival or something, have, have you started distributing in other states much at all? Or are you still just mainly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're in uh, Pennsylvania regularly, um, Virginia, North Carolina, New York, New Jersey occasionally. Okay. Um, that's the main ones. Every once in a while we send beer to Georgia or um, – can't think, I'm trying to think about missing sent, anything. Sent like a pallet to Florida. Like if we do yeah. an event, you know, we might try to send a pallet yeah. along with it just to. So most of that is kind of like tied into doing events related to being at a festival in, that's in. Yeah, that some area. is, but we've been in Pennsylvania for a couple of years now. Well, I mean, Pennsylvania makes sense. How? I mean, yeah, it's ten route. minutes. Yeah, like yeah. right here. You're, so I think you're most, closer to Pennsylvania than you are to Frederick. Absolutely. Here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we've always been in Virginia as well. So, and our distributor that's in Virginia also goes North Carolina. So that's kind of how that okay. ended up happening. So it's not consistently in North Carolina, but it's getting to be more consistent. That's cra- crazy with like what North Carolina has mm-hmm. that you'd be able to grow <laughs> out, out your stuff in North Carolina. Yeah, competing with what's made in that state. Right. Well, it's definitely when you go into the other states, they're less interested. I mean, building the core market definitely takes some time, but that, but the limited drops, those always go pretty well. Yeah, because then you're 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 selling to a much narrower focused clientele that are because they had you at what 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 are the big ones in North Carolina? The uh, burial. You go to that one, right? Uh, we do not go to that okay. one. Um, like Heist Festival. That uh, Heist yeah. is what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm, well, there's another one that we... What was the other North Carolina? Or is oh, the Barrel, Barrel Culture, Culture Invitational? Barrel Culture, but, yeah. Right. So you, like, people try mm-hmm. you at those ones. So if they see a special drop from Kushwa, they... Right. Well, and if we if we do a collab with somebody from another state, it helps to push beer that way with their name and logo on it as well, just because there's there's recognition. Yeah, so someone's vouching for you exactly. more or less. Yeah. Yep. Have you um, have you considered dabbling in non alcoholic beer at all, or is that not something you want to? I we've I we've talked about it, but we don't. As of now, there's no plan to do that. Um, we always kind of try to stay on the cusp of all the things that are changing. You know, we yeah. mess around with seltzers for, I don't know, too long. <laughs> too, yeah, like, like we, I think we made four or five of them, but that that didn't that wasn't our jam. It didn't go well, and that also didn't that didn't last. It didn't like stick. Every, yeah. yeah, fizzled out. 
Well, craft craft seltzer is a hard sell. You know, like it's like yeah. craft lager yeah, was a hard go sell. Get a, I mean, what's a truly per can? Maybe a dollar. Yeah. I don't know. I've never bought a package, but well, however much they cost, it's significantly less than exactly. what uh, is from a craft brewery. Exactly, and that's just not a game we can win or yeah. want to play. So we we stop that. I think the NA stuff has some merit. I just it's a matter of do we want to use up resources and figure out how to actually do that. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to it, to be honest. Cause that definitely seems to be a growing trend. Who would have it's, ever thought like, like yeah, literally who would have, and then, you know, talking about changes, like tell me three years ago that if somebody were like, Hey, we're going to start picking down alcoholic beer that people would have been like, that's an awesome idea. <laughs> you know, I, I, but here we are. So, and people, you know, some of it, some of it's not, it's not bad. Like some of the athletic stuff. I mean, I, I don't like industrial arts make some good ones. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's out there. Full tilt one, full tilt made one that I was shocked at how good it was. Yeah. I was not expecting it mm. to be good, but yeah. it I also don't understand how they did it, but it's like some kind of special yeast or yeah. Something there's a couple way there's a couple methods of doing it some of it takes you know it's equipment intensive and um i don't know then that's where like with the the yeast that that people are using i don't i don't really know a whole lot about it yeah so. neither, i i know zero about yeah. it but the beer was good yeah um cuz i think like athletic uses some proprietary super special machinery that separates the alcohol or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah and those those are expensive <laughs> like crazy expensive that would be prohibitive you know like if that was the only way the only way to make yeah. non non-alcoholic stuff like no craft breweries wouldn't be doing it yeah and and, and at that point there's really no reason to unless right. everyone decides they're going to stop drinking For which sure. i don't think is going to happen it's not a worry yeah <laughs> <At> all. <laughs> all evidence does not point towards that being right. the trend yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so you'll have you i think you already covered the you'll have cocktails and wine mm -hmm. and everything at, available at the bar yes sir because that probably is one of the largest competitions to craft beer right is the ready means ready made uh cocktails and stuff which is i kind of feel like that's going to be a trend like seltzer yeah that it's not won't have quite the staying power that other things do i don't know it's hard because i don't i don't drink these things the so only like, ones i've I ever tried were not good yeah. so maybe there are good ones out there but i've only tried ones not that were not yeah. great and it seems like because I don't think they have a very long shelf life either. Mm. We have no at, idea. At least ones that like, like your more flavorful, fancier ones. Like mm -hmm. I think, like the vodka base, like an orange crush one, those probably can last for close to forever. But I yeah. think the ones that are more closer to like having a cocktail made, I don't think they have a long shelf life. I don't know. Marcus, do you drink them? Uh, I do not. I drink cocktails, but not out of a can. Do you want to make something up? I mean, everyone, <laughs> no one listening is going to know whether whether you're wrong or not. <laughs> Just say it with authority. I think in our world, it's um, somewhat about convenience. You know, um, that's never been our 
go-to, obviously, but people like selections these days. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, people that come in with friends, family um, that aren't beer drinkers. And, you know, obviously you want to capture that in some way through your tap room. So here we are. Um, but whether we decide that we're going to have ready-made or make Oh, yeah, because you'd, you'd be able to sell that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. There and we have no reason why you wouldn't. We're probably going to do some batch cocktails too where you can put it on tap. Um, we have a great mixologist here that's uh, already working on some recipes for that kind of stuff. So a little quicker way to I, servings. <clears throat> the first time I was ever someplace that served a cocktail that way, and because I know very little about making cocktails, uh, my thought was like this can't possibly <laughs> be that great. And I was shocked at how good it still was. I mean, I guess it's just the same as mixing it up individually mm -hmm. as mixing a whole bunch of it at one time. Yeah, there's there's an art to it, and you gotta you can't carbonate it. You gotta keep it uh, still so that it'll stay in solution yeah. properly. But uh, I didn't know a whole lot about it, but um, I've been learning about it. I know the guys at the White Rabbit do it, and I've had good, really good luck with it. And I've I've had a few that have, have been really good. Yeah, I, mean, I would just like just. Definitely got to be a list of cocktails that are perfect for. Yeah, I think you can only do it. You can't do it with everything. So I think the plan is going to be that we have a few of those that are always there and then a rotational list of some other things. Because when I was in Disney at the, like that Star Wars cantina, they all their cocktails were all on draft and they were, despite being obscenely expensive, they were good. I don't know that I've, I've had a batch cocktail. I was just thinking, I did have, McClintock gave me some of their, they make those gin and tonic cans. The, and those don't have a very long shelf life. Okay. Yeah. Well, and they only made those for um, when they were doing the the movies. Hmm. the when, when everything was shut down yeah. and they had, did the drive-ins at the Frederick Fairgrounds. I should I think. probably go back and not drink the one that I drank two nights ago that was from like two years. <laughs> was so, it still good? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I could have sworn they told me that they wouldn't have. Like, it's not that it would hurt you. Sure, yeah, It yeah. just not, is not going to yeah. taste as good as. Yeah, I had no idea. I still have one <laughs> in my refrigerator too. Crush it. Tonight's <laughs> the night. Uh, yeah, tomorrow might be when it's no good. <laughs> Uh, but the one I had that was fresh was really good. They were good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's, um, I'm, I'm almost positive, but my memory sucks, but I'll just say that they told me that that wouldn't have a really long shelf life. Hmm. They just wanted you to drink them fast and re-up on them. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you think like botanicals are something that are going to, Fame. it's going to be a lot like, yeah. hot, like the hop characteristics of yep. a beer, they're going to fade over time. Definitely. So maybe you just enjoyed the gin. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, do, I do like that. Like, I'm not a gin guy, but that forager gin is really good. That apparent gin is apparently like one of those things that continues to just take off more and more. Hmm. It's allegedly very popular in the pot smoking crowd. Hmm. hmm. And that why? checks out. I have no idea why. I just. <laughs> I mean, it seems like anywhere I go that's got a good cocktail list, it's you know, seventy-five percent of them are gin-based. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, that they checks out. Other me drinks a lot of gin and gin tonics. So see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> but he doesn't. So maybe it's either they love fruited sours or they love uh, gin-based drinks. Because I don't think other you drinks fruit sours at all, does he? I don't know, to my knowledge. Maybe he, yeah. maybe he's like a closet drinker of fruit yeah, kettle sours. He keeps it on the down low by himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Does a real quick bong rip and then shotguns a electro fruit. It's the beginnings of a good night, right there. It's yeah. <laughs> how every good night begins. <laughs> you do bring up a very good point because. Because a lot of the... You can adjust that so yeah. that it's actually in your face. In, in my face? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, just seeing a lot of the um, social media, there seems to be a connection between fruited sours and pot smokers. Well, <laughs> Big time. But, I mean, that's that was what led to the, the popularity of hand-blown glassware. Yeah. Because almost all... All of that is made by someone who got their start uh, crafting bongs and pipes. Interesting. So the fruity kettle sour tie is it's just munchies. So it's like eat a five pound bag of M and M's or just crush a four pack of kettle sour. I is guess, yeah. Calorie crusher, just like one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wanting something sweet. That's fascinating. And then they started getting the like pipe make pipe makers saw a. <clears throat> And added revenue stream and started making fancy glassware to pour their uh, fruited sours into. Love it. You got some glassware, right? I like one or two. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but so when so when I started collecting glassware and posting photos of them, I had just a huge influx of followers with like. Terp 69 or (laughs) any kind of like weed reference has their screen names following me. So it's a, it's a strange cross section. So maybe the next uh, market for them is to make fancy gin drinking glassware. There you go. Now we got way off topic. That was your fault. I think Marcus. Mm, Sorry. (laughs) See, look, see how much better it sounds. It's in your face. Yeah, I'll keep it right here. Listen, <laughs> that, listen to that deep baritone. Ooh. Um. Hold on. I think we've covered everything. Is there anything I missed? You have anything exciting going on? Mm, I don't Other know. Other than I mean, opening a second yeah. location. That's all the I excitement imagine. we can handle right now. <laughs> I was going to say that. I, mean, I would imagine that does a decent job of uh, preoccupying you. Yeah, it's it's been a lot. Um, we are we are very lucky to have uh, Scott doing Scott things. Um, he's able to, with his construction background, do a lot of the stuff uh, and coordinate a lot of the things for us. Um, and you know, like our Marcus and I, our work usually comes after Scott does his thing. So, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's been busy. It's, it's exciting. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird time to like take on a new project, but at the same time, I think we feel good about it because we have an existing brand and we're, yeah. you know, it's an addition to what we're doing. It's not like a, I don't think I'd open a brewery right now, like a new brewery. Well, I mean, what you're doing, I would say is completely different than opening yeah. a brewery. Yeah. You're more opening 
I mean, yes, it's a tap room attached mm-hmm. to a brew, but you're more opening a bar and restaurant. Ish. Which uh, related to an existing beer right. brand that yeah. people know and recognize for quality. So it well, and the the pe- the pizza is a huge draw. You know, like I I ha- we we got to give those guys. What is credit. the world's best? It is the world's <laughs> best pan pizza. You know, we we get a lot of business. We have a lot of people that come through here. You know, for pizza and then also drink beer. And that I mean, that was the whole reason that. You know, it's mutually beneficial yeah. for us to do this. Makes a ton of sense, um, but it's even it's even more than I think either of us realized. You know, the the relationship is um, you know symbiotic, and it's it's it's, it's like the really birds helped. that live on the back of a buffalo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the buffalo? Oh no, I was going to ask you. <laughs> I'm not making that decision. <clears throat> I think it depends, you know, like it, it's funny because there are days when it's like this place is basically like a pizza shop and a couple people are drinking beer and there are days <laughs> when it's the opposite and you yeah. just never know. But um, I I do think that th- their their name recognition uh, for what they're doing with pizza will go a long way for us in Colombia. I mean, yeah, it's the world's best. <laughs> the I, yeah, I, would, I would think that... Um, in Colombia, that'll do really well. Mm-hmm. And that there's so much, especially lunch crowds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you just need to have like a four pack to go with deals with something or something. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think all those government people are going to be able to have a beer during right. their lunch break. We've talked about that here. It's difficult because we run on two because we're two separate businesses. We run on two yeah. different POSs, and like it's challenging. But we've we have talked about that and try to figure out some things. Like show your receipt from Rad Pies, get a yeah something off exactly a, to go for a packer. Yep. And I think you know it's Columbia definitely has it's just more people down there. You know, it's a population dense area, which yeah. you know home base is not, and and it's only growing right. Um, so it's, it, I think we'll be, when we're down there, Scott specifically, cause he's been there a little more than, than we have, has noticed just how many people there are out at lunchtime, you know, as compared to here. So why did you decide to move the silo here instead of just opening the second location in Frederick? It's <laughs> <laughs> an excellent question. <laughs> That was a. Uh, we got ahead of ourselves. We moved the silo a lot of places before it actually ended up stood here. There was a time period where I actually didn't know where it was. How do you lose a like two story silo? Uh, true story. I came into brew one day, like early, you know, like six a.m. shift, and I. It was still dark outside. I was. Uh, mashing in the door was open and the silo just drove past like literally just drove past the dock door on a tractor trailer and i'm like huh <laughs> like <laughs> what is going on here because we I had- remember getting that text because <laughs> you had Scott, nothing to do with it being moved our landlord no. moved it which <laughs> no. which was awesome they let us store it for free yeah. and they moved it for free we we are very fortunate to have you know them as a landlord but they just decided they needed it to be somewhere else and didn't ask which is fine yeah we just didn't know it and i just our silo just literally just like drove right past i was like well, that so you don't see that every day <laughs> <laughs> did you have a panic moment where you thought it was being stolen no uh. i i just you know what like at that point i didn't even know if we were ever going to end up using it so one of these days we do need to rebrand that thing 
Yes. Does, it, are you painted over it, right? No. no. Oh, it still says barley and hops. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. just turned toward if, the building. Yeah, it faces okay. the building. Can't tell. <laughs> Green and white. Kind of matches Bowman. It does. Yeah. Part. So. It's kind of <laughs> hidden behind a tree right now, so it's, it seems less important. I probably wouldn't worry about it. I'm also inherently lazy, though. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that it was painted over because you, know, you can't, like, yeah. driving past it, you can't see the logo on it at all. We're just pumped to have it, you know, have it up. It's functional. Does that help a lot? Yeah. Well, it does. I mean, it makes makes logistics easier because you're handling far fewer bags, but it also cuts our costs significantly. And in the last... you buy so much at one time. Yeah. We have have now, you know, bulk contracts through the year. So it... It's a... It's a huge help because our costs have gone up substantially in the last, you know, two years. Everybody's have, but, you know, we because we're us and we feel it it's it's been it's been a big deal so that that's one of the things last week that dan said was like contributed to the demise of full tilt is just that like the raw material costs Mm -hmm. have gone up so so much like from co2 to basically everything that you need to make your product as and like you said everyone has seen that too but and then you can't pass it on yeah, we never want to. We haven't changed our prices on site here, not in distro. We are actually getting pushed to go the other direction. I was just going to say, so, there's, I mean, there's tremendous pressure to push down the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, our, you know, our, mar- our margins are getting squeezed a little bit. <clears throat> it's not, it's not awesome, but like Scott said, it's 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 a tough spot. It's consumer good, and it's you know, it's just something that people can choose to not buy it's not gas or bread or you know something yeah. else so Eggs. yeah <laughs> so it's but at the same so we we don't we don't want to raise our price i mean beer's like the people's drink right it's yeah. for, you know it should be affordable it should be all these things but also we still have a business to run and it, it is it's hard to raise prices and people do notice and it changed their buying behavior and um <clears throat> sometimes breweries get beat up a little bit online for doing it but what are we supposed to do? I think the breweries that get beat up for it tend to be a little bit more aggressive with their <laughs> charging. Though. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Like the 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 main ones I see complained about, they are charging significantly more than what most other craft breweries are. Yeah, but yeah, like just complaining when there's a price increase that. The yeah. same thing. Like, what are you supposed to do? You have employees that right. also are expecting to see pay increases, and yep. at yeah. some point, you can't just keep cutting your margin. Right. <clears throat> I guess op- opening Columbia helps with that a lot too. So instead of other people getting a cut of your sales, you mm-hmm. can push more of it to selling it straight from yourself to the consumer. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any events coming up or just focused on, focused on Columbia? We don't have any huge events coming up, but we do have uh St. Patty's day coming up right around the corner here. Another week or so, about two weeks, two weeks. When is it? Yeah, the 17th, um, would be Friday the 17th, St. Patty's day. That's um, today. That's when this will come out. Oh. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so get in your car and start driving. So ha- happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Um, the following day, we're doing a, a 
cure your hangover. So that's from nine to 12. And that's a little different because that's a ticketed event. Uh, it'll be before we open to the public. So it's an all you can drink kind of a fair, uh, tied was, in with I was going to say, how do you cure your hangover? And your cure is just to stay drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't I, stop I, drinking, you're not going to get a hangover. That's correct. Uh, You'll die. <laughs> but. I think the thought is you did stop and now you have slight headache and then you just bring yourself back to equal with a beer or so. It's a hair of the dog situation. And grease. Yes. Grease and beer. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um. Anything else? Uh, we'll continue the St. Patty's Day celebration on Saturday for those that couldn't come out on Friday because they had to work. Losers. <laughs> I'll be at work. And then um, April, we're going to do, it, it's going to span four days, I think. We'll An Easter egg hunt? <sighs> no Easter egg hunt. We don't have a hunt. good spot. That, I wish but, we could do. We don't have a good spot for that. Yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I mean, you could hide it throw under the golden, tires of. <laughs> yeah. Throw the golden egg out there on eighty one. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants it? It's like a Easter egg Frogger hybrid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a a Masters uh, event, so we'll release uh, our Lime Logger that'll play along with the Masters edition again this year, uh, the Peach version. Um, and then we'll have mas- the Masters event going on uh, on the TVs. Uh, we've got some games planned, some other activities, and some other things that'll tie into that with food and cocktails and uh, things like that. There's a rumor Red Pies is going to make the pimento cheese sandwiches. It's a rumor. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm, I, I'm assuming that anyone who's into golf will start thinking right about now how dumb is that guy? Uh, but why is the master special one have peach in it? Because it's in Georgia. Okay. Georgia is that peach. where the masters is played? Mm-hmm. Augusta. Okay. I don't follow. It's okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known that either. <laughs> my, like, in my mind, the master's edition would be like a, a half and half concoction of iced tea and lemonade. That'd be the John Daly version. <laughs> no, it's an Arnold Palmer. The alcoholic version is Oh, is a John Daly. <laughs> is a John Daly. That's the only thing I know about golf is how awesome John Daly is. <laughs> um but it looks like there are some people into golf here at least. I'd be scared. guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all your paraphernalia? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of crap around this office. Did you open a brewery just so you could get a golden, like have an excuse <laughs> to get a golden tea arcade game? It's not completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys have time to answer some stupid, intentionally stupid questions? Haven't we already? That's why I <laughs> corrected myself and said intentionally. And just you're kidding. disqualified I know it. I know because you have already answered. Oh, these. yeah. Okay. I'll keep my mouth shut for this. So this is for Scott and Marcus only. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Absolutely. Yes. You're both wrong. 
Who would win in a fight between a ninja and a pirate? Pirate. Scrappy. That is is the correct answer. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Least, least. Well, what was your answer, Marcus? I I don't have one. Apparently, I already know the answer. Okay, (laughs) so at least two thirds of the Kushwa ownership. Such nonsense. (laughs) Um. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Everybody tells me I look like Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> so. <laughs> it just makes too much sense. Yeah. I was going to tell you that you were wrong if you said anyone other than Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Marcus? I don't know, guys. Who do I look uh, like? Matthew McConaughey, I think. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that, that definitely works. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Yes. I don't have an opinion, so we'll just say you're correct. What would you do if you won? What was the? What is the first thing you would purchase if you won the Powerball? An island. Why? Like practically, that seems really. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, like, <clears throat> any island you could afford to buy with Powerball money, you're not. You're, like, there's no going to be. There's not going to be any infrastructure. It's a horrible answer, Marcus. <laughs> you just toss. You just completely. I'm hoping wait. that Powerball <laughs> will allow me to put the infrastructure in. <laughs> you, you just completely wasted your Powerball money. <laughs> I really want a golf simulator. So. <laughs> That tracks. I was, hoping, <laughs> I was hoping the answer was going to be the additional shares of Kushwa. <laughs> there should be some left over. I would like to purchase Garrett's portion of Kushwa. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. It's a missile. It's in a bun. I it's think a it, pork missile. I think... <laughs> We're just going to move on. Is, <laughs> is Nickelback actually a good band? No. Not at all. <laughs> is it acceptable to use a gift card on the first date? Only if she doesn't see. I was going to say, <laughs> as long as you can slide that in there. <laughs> just put it underneath. Yeah, the <laughs> just kind of throw it in there. Uh. What is the best color of Starburst? Pink. Everybody knows that. That's correct. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree. Uh, One more. What would the title of your biography be? Can I have a mulligan? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) you need it. What did you want to answer again? But okay. Um, I'll have another drink. I don't know. Actually, I want to ask one more because <laughs> there was this, someone wrote a letter to the editor, <laughs> um, basically bad mouthing that I ask breweries this question and they don't care. Uh, what is the best fr- fr- fast food French fries? Defend your answer. Hmm. And that's for the person who wrote the letter to the editor. 
I still love the classic McDonald's. You they're salty. They're delicious. I worked there when I was 16. Okay. <laughs> Probably tastes exactly the same from yes. then. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to go Arby's spicy curly fries because they're just so dang good. They are good. And you can get them in the frozen section in the grocery store now, too. <laughs> and they, so taste they must be good, right? <laughs> and they taste great in an air fryer. Okay. Can I can I just share something? Yeah. Um, because we're talking about fast food. We're all going to dinner at Long John Silver's tonight. <laughs> and, That's uh, awesome. I'm I so, love I, well, Long John Silver. You should. <laughs> LJS. Yeah, yeah, we're really, really excited. We have to go to West Virginia <laughs> to make this happen. <laughs> Are you going to the one in... Um, Martinsburg. That's where I w- So is it, <laughs> I recorded an episode with Devil's Dew Distillery, and on my way there, I saw Long John Silver. I was like, I know where I'm going to lunch afterwards. Hell yeah. I love Long John Silver. It is not as good as I remembered it being. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're having, like, when was the last time you went to Long John Silver? I go once a year. Oh, okay. So you still. So fulfilling that. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, it was probably my fault. <laughs> I ordered a fish taco. Oh wow! What? What? Yeah. Well, that. I love fish tacos. It's a misstep. Do you do you want to guess what a Long John Silver's version of a fish taco is? I I don't know. Probably beer Fried battered cod? fish that they broke up. No, <laughs> no. It, they literally just take the fish that they would give you normally oh, yeah. and stick it on a tortilla. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> But the hush puppies were just as good as I remembered. I'm excited. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So is that just like an annual uh, no. like a so, outing that you take? Because you yeah. said once a year. Like, <laughs> Quick background. My wife loves Long John Silver's. It's like her secret like fast food. Not anymore. No. <laughs> Not, it's out there. But uh, she, I do love Long. You, I mean, <laughs> next time you see Beth, ask right. her. Like I talk about wanting to go to Long John Silver all the time. I usually get mine and just eat it in shame somewhere. I don't talk and to people cry about it in the yeah. car. But I've actually found that I have a support group. There are people, yeah. and like yeah. I think Christy might be one of the first adults that I ever talked to about. Be this. able to talk to about yeah. your our numbers are growing. And I knew, yeah. And now I knew there were people like me. And then now you like it. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know how many. Yeah, bring it back. There's a group of us. So is it the one that's a like it's the A and W slash Long John Silver that you're going to? No, this one I think is a standalone. Yeah, yeah. I think the A and W one. Oh gosh, this makes me feel (laughs) shamed. I love, but the other one is uh, I think near uh, Charlestown. It's the that's the one I went to. That's the one I went to. I love this conversation so much. I'm going to edit it and put it at the beginning. I mean, if Rad Pies doesn't repeat this year as world champions, we may have to threaten to bring in Long John Silver's instead. Endless crispy bits oh. for everyone. I mean, one of the best things about Long John Silver is every as long as you like one thing, you're going to love all of That's it because it all just tastes like... Fried. The ability to make fish and chicken <laughs> taste exactly this. That's a skill set. Yeah. Okay. Like whether you like it or not, you know, it's a different story, but like it's a skill set. <laughs> You're going places in, in the corporate structure of Long John Silver <laughs> if you can perfect that making fish taste. 
taste like chicken. <laughs> One of my dumbest moments ever. This is dragging this on. Uh, when my wife and I went to Ireland, I decided like at least one time I needed to get fish and chips. It was when we were in, um, it doesn't matter, one of the cities. And it took me like halfway through the meal before I was like, this this is definitely not fish. And it was, <laughs> they gave me like chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so she told me I was stupid for a while. Mean, but I mean the same thing would happen to me at Long John Silver, and I would be right. Like it just, yeah. that's just what the flavor of it all is. <laughs> all right, I think we've talked enough. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. Um, I look forward to visiting the Columbia location sometime this summer. Summer does go until November, so don't give them a hard <laughs> time. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.